Hi, we're Shannon and Jerry Arner. And our dog, Betty White. Your hosts of the Arner Adventures podcast. Could we have named it something more creative? Probably. But it's the name of our blog. It's our last name. We're on an adventure. Yada, yada, yada. After running our own business, working 24-7. And don't forget a mental breakdown in between. We made a lifestyle change and decided to make the most out of life. We sold our house, most of our belongings, downsized, and moved to the coast. We live life minimally, but fully. We live each day as an adventure. This show will help you learn how to live life more fully, with more intention, by experiencing more, and with less stuff. We'll talk about our own experiences, interview others who have much to share by creating a spark in our lives. Some days we'll share real life ongoings of what we're going through and others will talk about our favorite flavor of waffle. Come join our adventure. It's It's the the Arner Adventures Adventures Podcast. Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Shannon. And I'm Jerry. Betty White is snoring here beside us and we're back for episode 47 of the Arner Adventures Podcast. Wow. Today we have a Spark in Our Lives episode for you. Before we get to our guest, let's get to our review of the week. Today's review comes from Mama Teacher Sal. Mama Teacher Sal says, Such an amazing podcast. So many people doing such great things. These guests are a spark in my life too. Love what Jerry and Shannon are putting out into the world. Wow. That's so, lovely. That is really nice, Mama Teacher Sal. <laughs> Thank you so much, <laughs> Mama Teacher Sal. You are just too wonderful. I'm guessing you're a mama, you're a teacher, and maybe your name is Sal, or maybe you're a mama and a teacher to Sal. I don't know, but you're putting great things out into the world by taking the time <laughs> to leave us a review. Oh, yeah, that was wonderful. They just seem to be getting better and better all the time. Like the recording of our episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you all would like to put some positivity into the world as Mama Teacher Sal did, please head over to lovethepodcast.com slash Adventures and give us a five-star review or rating. You have no idea how much your kind words mean. It's a spark in our lives, much like today's guest. Yes. Today's guest is Joe Baines. Joe is a biohacker. If you watch the series You on Netflix, (laughs) you may have heard about biohacking, but you know, like me, I didn't really know what it was. But if it's about health and how to hack anything with your body, Joe knows about it. Why? Because at the worst of his health, doctors just gave up on him something clicked and he decided that enough was enough. He learned to advocate for himself to himself. So that's what he did. Yeah, this was a great conversation. Ready to get to Joe? Let's get to Joe. Our guest today completely destroyed his health and became disabled for six months with diabetes type two. The hospitals couldn't help him and finally discharged him. He needed 24-7 care, putting him to bed, changing his clothes, showering him and taking him to the toilet. He then spent the next three years rebuilding his body and health from the inside out and made himself able-bodied again. He was so successful at this that now at age 54, he is the healthiest he's ever been, boundless energy, more than he ever had in his 20s and 30s. Our guest today is Joe Baines. Joe is a self-proclaimed health freak, does biohacking, we can't wait to dig into that, and is currently practicing intermittent fasting, keto, cold showers, baths, wild bathing, and Wim Hof breathwork. He has also written a book on healthy living. Even better, he's a stand-up comedian, having performed at Brighton, Henley, and Edinburgh Fringes around other UK venues and abroad. 
Joe, we are so excited that you're here today. Thank you so much for being here and accommodating the time difference and all of that. We're so excited for this conversation. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. And that intro, by the way, made me cry because it reminded me of what I was going, you know, and, and it's like, oh boy, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's, it's good. It's good. Similar to our situation. And the reason why we wanted to have you on the show is that you know, you're just plugging along and it's sort of these expectations that, I don't know, society or family or whatever put on you and you just go, go, go. And you think that these things are supposed to make you happy. And yet what you're doing, and I'm speaking for us, and I think maybe relating, and we can ask you that, is that you're plugging along and you're burning yourself out and you're just pacifying whatever needs you have with just, you know, crap food and just a terrible lifestyle. And yeah. all of a sudden you realize that mentally and physically you're just, you know, not well. And so I would love it if you wouldn't mind sharing, you know, that journey, what led you to the type two diabetes? I think we probably know. And then how did that whole journey happen and then change your life? So I'm Indian. So in the community, there's like a path, you know, you go to university get a good degree you get married you get a good job buy a house you know that template is it's very strong in our dna and my wife we had an arranged marriage and she was also from india and so the idea that if you're not happy together you get divorced it just wasn't you know on the card so at that time and I was also on this massive journey just because I come from a really poor background. I got substantial assistance to go to university or the only holidays I went to you're paid for by the council. <laughs> you know, like, right. And so for me, as soon as I was like, I had this goal that I will never be poor, you know, like, and I don't care what I have to do. I will never be poor. So I worked like a dog. Now I can't do that. Like, but literally, if I had two hours sleep and I like my willpower could override non-sleep, everything. Do you know, like, it's hard to imagine, but I could just keep going because I had this drive to earn. And my wife was fully behind that, right? She's like, I don't care what you have to do. She didn't care about my health. She didn't care whether I was happy as long as I was bringing the money. That's what she cared if I went out for a drink with my friends, she'd be pissed. If mm. I stayed up working, doing late nights, well, good job. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. It was insane. It was insane. It was mm -hmm. like, oh, she was driving me and I was driving me. Do you know, like, so both. Yeah. I remember when I, you know, ended up, I woke up, it felt like, like I'd been asleep for the last 50 years. You know, like, it was a strange. It's like I'd come out of a fog, out of a stupor. Mm -hmm. I was like, how could I have lived 50 years of my life and been asleep? Do you know, like, it didn't make sense. You know what I've realized? What's that, Jer? People think that when the temperatures cool down that you don't need to drink as much water. Dehydration can happen any time of year. Drinking water is important year-round. It's easy to stay hydrated with Liquid IV. Absolutely. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier. It's a powder in a packet, so you can take them with you wherever you go. It's an electrolyte mix that you just add to your water. It delivers two to two and a half more hydration than water alone. So many flavors to choose from, too. Grape, tropical punch 
guava, passion fruit, strawberry. Okay, okay. Liquid IV has a ton of flavors. <laughs> there is something for everyone. If you want your water to work harder for you, you should definitely try Liquid IV. And for our listeners, if you go to their website, liquid-iv.com, and use code Arner Adventures, you can save 15% and get free shipping. We'll link it in the show notes too. Liquid IV, fueling life's adventures. Yeah. Getting yeah, back in touch with your feelings a little bit, maybe, yeah. and just not all in there all the time. And Well, I just wasn't like aware. Like It's really right. hard to explain. I was successful. I was in six figures, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. The outside world, we had the perfect marriage. Do you know, expensive holidays, expensive car, car, everything. Do you know, like, but on the inside, and I didn't understand that either. Like, I was suffering from depression. I was uh-huh. stressed out. I was burning out. I had anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what they were. You know, yeah. Like, like, oh, I get that. Like, I would go through it, but I don't know what that is. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. Only when I saw it in other people that like I belong to Toastmasters right mm-hmm. and I was a sh- because we had a massive like between me and my wife and my mother-in-law there was a tug of war and they would always win like always right and it uh-huh. was like and they would just drive me like a dog right and I was embarrassed I was ashamed you know like these women could you know take control over me so much but in the workplace I was a boss, you know, like I worked, I was an arsehole. I would yeah. definitely say, yeah. Like yeah. when I worked in the city, I didn't care about any of the else. I didn't care about the other people I was working with. I mean, I was just there to work. I didn't care if I made friends, you know, like it was just, yeah, it was, it's just insane. Like, so when I ended up in hospital, I had the sciatica, I had nerve damage and the, the diabetes, you know, and I didn't understand any of this. But so they kept transferring me to different hospitals and four different hospitals. They eventually went, that's it. We can't do anything for you. And I remember that the consultants came in. I was in my bed in the hospital and they gave this speech, really fast speech about, look, we've done everything. You've been transferred to different hospitals, but there's nothing we can do. This is how you are. And I was like listening to this, but I was half listening inside my head. There was these cogs turning, do you know, like in a movie where these cogs are turning yeah. and yeah. Then they click and the door opens. Yeah. And, well, they were talking and these cogs were turning. And then eventually there's, look, there's nothing we can do. We're going to have to discharge you. You're going to have to be like, as soon as they finished their sentences, my brain went click, literally like all the cogs fell into place and uh-huh. the door opened. And my brain literally said to me, now it's my turn. Because uh-huh. up to that point, they're the experts. They're the men right. in white coats. They're the right. all the yeah. lo- I don't know anything. You're the expert. You fix me. I don't want to know. Right. Yep. But yeah. When they said we can't do anything, it was like I took responsibility. I took the power back. I was like, yes. uh-huh. okay. Now I do it. Yes. Yeah. They discharged me that day. And I was very lucky because the nurse that discharged me. She gave me this big bag of drugs, right? Like it's still in the cupboard, right? Somewhere. <laughs> and it's like got metformin. It's got, what is it? Like some really strong, like this stuff would knock a rhino out of drugs. Yeah. I so much pain. And she gave me these drugs and she said, look, these drugs will kill you. You need to get off them as fast as possible. 
so you need to find alternative solutions. And then she gave me the bag. I was like, man, what the hell? And then I got very lucky. Somebody somewhere, I'm not saying who, but they got hold of for me, what is it? Cannabis tar. Uh huh. It was very high in THC. Yeah. I'm sure it's CBD as well. But literally, I would put a pin prick in there, put it under my tongue, literally like a pin prick. And yeah. boom, within half an hour, I'd get high and I'd fall asleep. Right. And it was the most amazing thing because it took away the pain and it put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. And as, as soon as it did that, my body started to heal because you got to sleep. Right. Uh-huh. right. And so for about two months, I was on this cannabis twice a day, right? twice uh-huh. a day, boom, boom. And a couple of times I overdosed because they're so small. Wow. So I Google the hell out of it to see what the side effects are of overdose because I didn't know anything about drugs. Right? Yeah. Like, like nothing, right? Yeah. And I was always led to believe that these are bad, these are evil, this is why they're banned and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, well, hang on a minute. Like there was nothing. There was like all these pharmaceutical drugs, massive side effects. Like I read them, huge. And here's this illegal cannabis I'm taking and nothing. <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense. Right. And, then, yeah. and my body started to recover. And then I could move around and all kinds of stuff. And then I, I asked the question in my head, right? What if they've lied to me about this one? What else have they lied to me? And as yeah. soon as I asked that question, my whole world exploded. Psychedelics just appeared out of everywhere. Like, it was insane. It was just like there was all these doors and windows that I couldn't see. Yeah. And suddenly, all these psychedelics were appearing in my world. Like, anywhere <laughs> I looked, I bump into somebody, tells me about <laughs> psychedelics, and he goes, oh, well, by the way, do you want to try these? Do you know like Yeah. <laughs> it was like a kid in a candy store. Appeared uh-huh. from everywhere. So I've wow. done, in a very responsible way, I've done sure. everything. I could write you an encyclopedia on psychedelics. <laughs> so it was like you were wow. sort of like microdosing. I, on... I, I did everything. Oh, I did okay. full wow. trips. The world works. Like okay. I was... But before I did any like any psychedelic, I would research it. Uh-huh. I'm looking for what the side effects are, what it does, how it works. You know, like everything. Yeah. I would plan like for weeks. And wow. then uh, the trip itself, I would plan that. So I've done like, we could do an entire podcast on psychedelics. I could huh. just, wow. Yeah. So I did that for years, yeah. And then, so when I came out of hospital, I started studying health. I was like, what the hell is health? why am I a disease and all this and what is diabetes like I didn't know what diabetes so I was like so you had never been diagnosed with diabetes before you went to the hospital Mm. it was came out of the blue came out of the blue wow okay okay go ahead sorry (laughs) so I had to figure out all this was and as I was researching what health is and whether one thing I kept coming across was that sugar is bad right okay all right let's get rid of the sugar and then carbs are bread, processed foods. And I just started, so I didn't know about keto. I didn't know about health, anything, right? But as I studied, I just started removing carbs. Yeah. And yeah. naturally, I ended up with low carb. I didn't know it was called low carb. And then I naturally ended up on keto. I didn't know yeah. it was called keto. Then I yeah. met some people and they were like, oh, that's keto. And I'm like, 
what the hell's keto, right? And it's like, oh, it's zero carb. And I was like, what? Yeah. Really? And that's that exploded my world even more because then I was like, I had a word for it. Do you know, like before that, I didn't have a word. So now right. I have to research it. Uh-huh. So then I went keto. And as soon as I went keto, I remember like the first month was really hard, like the keto mm-hmm. flu. And I didn't know how to deal with it. So I had a really bad time, like brain fog, sleep, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you're like, always tired, like no energy, you know, really weak. But I'd read about this and I was like, okay, I don't have a choice. Yeah, so I just stayed in it, stayed in it, and then eventually, it just took oh. off. And yeah, then it was like it was like being a born again Christian. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like suddenly, whoa! I've got a new brain. I've got a new body. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I have just so much energy. I don't know what to do with it. And initially, the biggest problem you have is sleeping mm-hmm. because uh-huh. you just got too much energy. Yeah, and, so like, and you don't know how to deal with it. Like even now. One of the things I do is I'll do loads of press ups and squats uh-huh. before I go to sleep. Otherwise, you know, I can't sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm a biohacker, so I don't know if you know what biohacking is. No, biohacking. And we definitely want, I mean, we've definitely heard about it and definitely want to know more about biohacking and what it is and what it is that you do with biohacking, like how it works. So, biohacking is the art and science of peak performance, peak health, and anti aging. And it's a science because in the last 15 years, so biohacking is very new. It's only about 15 years old. Uh-huh. And it's a science because we've got so good at looking what's inside of our bodies, you know, in a lab in real time, it's cheap and it's very sensitive. So, if I give you a cup of coffee in a lab, we can see what it's doing to your brain, to your blood, everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because of the technology. And so now we can tune that coffee recipe to you, right? It's an art because even though we're all the same, we're different. And so you might get like the coffee and you might try it and you go, eh, it's not that good. But then you change the recipe slightly and suddenly you get the results and you uh-huh. go, whoa, that works. And then you give it to the next person and they'll go, yeah, it was okay. And then they change it and they go, oh, brilliant, because we're slightly different. You know, so biohacking is about taking. So most of the biohacks are actually thousands of years old. They've just Mm. gone through a lab, and then now we can go. We can prove it. Like forgiveness, you know, forgiveness. You know, it's thousands of years old. Yeah, yeah. In the lab, we can now see the changes in the brain when you really forgive somebody. So, for example, have you heard of forty years of Zen? Some entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley. They bought all this ECG and all this kind of stuff, right? And they found out that like, if you forgive somebody, really, your brain changes. Mm-hmm. The chemistry in your brain, the circuitry in the brain shifts. And they're like, oh, okay. And then the other thing they did, they studied Buddhist monks, uh-huh. like 40-year Buddhist monks, you know, with the ECG. And they were trying to compare their brain with a normal brain. And they found like all these differences. And they're like, okay, well, how do we without having to do 40 years of Zen master training, oh, okay. how do we give this to a normal person? Okay. Because all this ECG biofeedback, they were able to give you these benefits in the brain in five days with all their tech. The only problem is it costs you $15,000. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. I came across a few people who'd been on it, and they said the shifts are permanent you know, in the brain. And one of the things they do is they get you to forgive and they're monitoring what's happening on the EECG thing. So they got you, oh, I forgive, I don't know, say, 
Jerry, right? But you haven't really. So they look and they go, oh, you haven't really. You haven't really. (laughs) And they'll get you to do it in different ways. And then eventually they go, oh, yes, you've done it. That's it. Yeah, there's a shift. Yeah. So they can do that. That's crazy, right? And fasting, obviously, is thousands of years old. Yeah. But in 2016, there's a researcher in Tokyo, a biologist. He studied fasting under the microscope in a lab for like decades. And he found massive benefits and he documented all this. And so he won a Nobel Prize for studying fasting. It's called autophagy. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after 2016, fasting really took off because now, because we proved in the lab, look, it does all this. It really caught on fire. So like fasting is like a big thing in the West. But if you go before 2016, it was some esoteric thing they did in the East. Yeah. So yeah. th- there's all these things like bulletproof coffee. Yeah. So it was invented by a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. Yeah. He went to Mongolia for a holiday. He was up with the Sherpas in the mountains. There they wouldn't feed him. But every day they gave him a coffee blended with yak's butter. And it's like, that's a bit strange, right? Mm. But it gave him loads of energy and it took away the hunger. And it's like, this is weird. So when he got back to Silicon Valley, he then put that under the microscope and it's like, and they found loads of benefits. And then out of that came out the company Bulletproof. And so now he, he's a multimillionaire because he sells Bulletproof products now. Coffee. I wonder if he gave a little kickback to the guy who gave him the. <laughs> well, no, because it was just Sherpas in the mountains. Yeah. 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 So, wow. <laughs> yeah. His name is Dave Esprey. Okay. Yeah. He owns an island or something in, but he's a Silicon Valley entrepreneur. So listen, we're probably not the first to introduce you to the topic of CBD or CBD oil. If you're anything like us, it seems like every time you turn around, you're seeing a neon sign for CBD sold here at your local grocery store in a window as you're driving by, or it flashes across your screen in an online ad. Shannon's sister told us about the benefits she was having from a brand she was using, and then we started paying attention to that brand. Spoiler alert, that brand is Danodan. Full transparency, we get about two to three CBD brands reaching out to us every week. And it wasn't until we started digging into the research that we learned that CBD isn't always CBD. They're just not all the same. Danadan Hemp Works makes organic hemp flower infusions. They're more than just CBD. Danadan's range of hemp products dissolve easily into any liquid and support your routine by helping you manage daily stress, promote healthy sleep, provide caffeine-free energy, and recover from activity-related stiffness and soreness. They also have CBD hemp flower infusion specifically designed for pets, and Betty White uses it every day. She loves it. We put it on our food. And with Danodan, you'll enjoy all the benefits of legal hemp, not just one or two compounds isolated in a lab. Get 20% off right now with the code ADVENTURE at danodan.com. We'll link it for you in the show notes. That's 20% off right now with the code ADVENTURE at danodan.com. Danodan, more than just CBD. We've heard about him on the Minimalist podcast. We listen to the Minimalists and they're all about the Bulletproof Coffee. I mean, they're just all about it. I've heard about it a lot from people who are all about their health. And I'm like, this must be some good stuff for these people to be talking about it, but we've never had it. Before lockdown, I used to run workshops on biohacking bulletproof coffee. So I used to get like 10, 12 people coming to these workshops. So it was really good. And then lockdown happened and everything. Yeah. 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 
you know, things click and you're like, okay, I need to get my shit together and I'm going to move forward. Do you, and just tell me if you don't want to talk about it, are you like, okay, now I also need to get the other part of my life together and I need to not be married to someone I don't want to be married to, I need to escape that too. Or did you just do the health and then take care of that later? Or how did that work itself in? I don't know if you've heard of Vipassana. No. No. So Vipassana is a very intense 10 day silent meditation retreat. Basically Mm -hmm. you meditate like 12 hours a day. They wake you up every day at four in the morning. You meditate and then they put you back to bed at 10 o'clock at night. And they wake you up at four. And that's 10 days. No talking. Is insanely intense. Where is it? Is it held at a certain place? Oh, everywhere. Okay. Okay. Practically, I'm sure there's like 100 places in America. There's three centers in the UK. But literally every country in the world, there's a Vipassana center. And it's free. It's completely free. Vipassana. Um, Yeah. It is like I went on this. It's basically because you're there by yourself, you know, and you can't talk. It's just you with yourself. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I didn't like me so my first two vipassanas i went was just me having a massive fight with myself it was oh, just insane boy. but i no. realized the benefits of it and so i just kept going back and going back anyway i had such a big shift after the first one like it was just it was like being put in a boxing ring with the hulk and mm-hmm. the hulk is your alter ego and he doesn't like you <laughs> just got funneled right wow and then, and have you heard of Millionaire Mind Intensive? No. Okay. okay. So this is a three-day seminar. And you, I think it's like two, 300 euros or whatever. Okay. And it's quite intense. It's about shifting how you see money and your relationship mm-hmm. with money and removing uh-huh. any blocks you have around money and any negative thought patterns you have, right? All that kind of stuff. But they give you this workbook at the end of it. And I was like suffering depression, anxiety, you know, the whole works. And so yeah. I was looking for a miracle, right? Yeah. And when I went to this seminar, I was like, I'm going to wring every ounce out of this seminar. And I was there at that seminar. I would be there first thing in the morning. I was there at seven in the morning before anybody else. And I was the last person to leave. And I didn't care about food. I was there for the seminar. I wasn't leaving that room, right? Right. And it's like 16 hours a day, right? So, and at the end of it, they give you this workbook, which is 90 days. And you're supposed to spend an hour every day on each page. Yeah. So I was doing that, but I was doing it twice. So I'd do it first thing in the morning and then I'd do it last thing in the evening. Right. Mm. I was doing two hours, same thing twice over because I was desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The first week I noticed some shifts in my brain, but I didn't Mm. know what they were. So I thought, okay, keep going. Second week was another shift. And I, again, I didn't know what they were, but I just kept going. Third week was the same, but fourth week my world exploded like it was like i'd been transported to another planet you know like Mm -hmm. everything changed i remember it now like i didn't think like the old way and all the things that were i used to think of as a problem they disappeared wow they were still there but i didn't see them as problems right Uh and up to that point i struggled with leaving my wife i struggled with you know quitting my job because I didn't want to do that job but as soon as these shifts had happened it was like it wasn't a decision it was like well obviously you're going to leave your wife yeah <laughs> obviously you're going <laughs> to quit your job wow. it, was like, it was just yeah. like a done deal uh-huh. before that I tried to leave my wife a couple of times 
but she threatened to commit suicide, you know, jump off a bridge. We had a child. She threatened to take the child over the bridge as well, all kinds of stuff. Mm. Like that. So it would wow. stop me. But this time, nah, <laughs> nothing was going to stop me, you know. And yeah. So I literally went to work, wrote my letter, gave it to my boss, went home, changed my address to my brother's house for all my credit cards, bank statements, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and then I told I told my wife. I mean, I lied to her. Basically. I said, "Look, I'm burning up. I need a break. I'm going to the Far East for three months to travel and to recover. Packed my bag. I bought the biggest bag, filled it with the necessities, took it to my brother's house, and left it there. And then I just went. I went traveling, but I wasn't coming back. And then we started the divorce things. But yeah. all the decisions became really easy. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, that you know, like it was like. And then after now, I'm like." Why did it take me 10 years to make a decision? Like, why was I struggling? Like, it was yeah. no longer a struggle. Right. Like, yeah. When I was doing the health thing, right? The health is really complicated, right? Mm-hmm. It's expensive. You yeah. need all these supplements. You need all this. It's time consuming. And so the first year, you know, because I was still disabled, I was working on myself and I was buying supplements, this, that. I was going for that mm-hmm. treatment, this treatment. You know, it was complicated. Yeah. It got more and more complicated and more and more expensive, more and more time consuming. Like it was just overwhelming. And then I hit at a point where it was an epiphany. When I had that epiphany, all the complexity fell away. Like all the scaffolding that built up around what is held just crumbled. And it became the simplest thing in the world. Like health. (laughs) It's like meditating, you know, like yeah. the easiest thing in the world. Like, but we're taught or everything tells us it's complicated, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. And so you need an expert. But it's like there's so little, it's insane. And when that uh-huh. happens, it's like, yeah. what the hell? And I just I don't need any of that. I don't need to, right. there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. Right. Yeah. We wanted to take a pause for a second to tell you once again about how much we love Sugar Wish. If you're a regular listener, Sugar Wish isn't new to you. You already know how much we adore the fact that we count on Sugar Wish to send gifts to people. Why? Because it's easy. Yes. It's a time saver. Yes. You know the recipient is going to love it because they choose what they want. That's right. And it's not a gift that's going to take up space because it's edible. Yes. What's not to love? You forgot something. What's that? You save money because we have a code to share with our listeners. Oh my gosh, that's right. Use code Betty White. That's all caps, one word, Betty White, to save $7 off your gift to someone. We also have the link in the show notes. Yep. Whether you're gifting someone candy, snacks, tea, coffee, wine, or some dog treats to one lucky pup, that code works to save. Sugar Wish always saves the day. I haven't talked about this a lot. I don't know if it's an American thing, but sometimes I think, especially as a female, if you talk about maybe weight loss or your health journey, you can get good feedback and you can get really terrible feedback. It can be, well, well, we thought you were really body positive before or, you know, things like that. But over COVID, right, when things shut down, I'm just sharing this because I can relate. Same thing. You know, we had our, I definitely had a mental breakdown and we were burned out from our business and we sold everything and downsized and moved here to the coast. And then COVID lockdown happened. And when it did, something clicked in my brain too, that was just like, I have to get my shit together or I'm not going to keep living. I'm not going to make it. And 
I guess to sort of combat anxiety, I started walking and, you know, exercising and I started looking into fasting. And so I started, I did intermittent fasting and over the span of COVID just doing that and kind of concentrating on that, you know, wasn't expensive because I just was just doing it myself. I lost 70 pounds and got my shit together. And then when I went back after and had my blood work done and all of that stuff, everything was so great. And I was right on the cusp of type two diabetes, like right on. They kept saying, if you don't do something, we're going to have to start insulin. We're going to do. I was like, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe. Why don't I believe I'm here? Of course I believe I'm here. (laughs) Of course I believe it. But it's everything you're saying is so, I mean, we don't have arranged marriage and all of that, but the health part and just all of it, I completely relate to. And yeah, you just, if you do it, we've talked about this before that I'm just going to say it. I mean, your doctor, your providers, your healthcare providers, they're not going home and worried about you. Like you have to advocate Mm. for yourself. You have to worry about your own health because they're not in the business of worrying about you. They're just not. I mean, and I'm not saying they're bad people. They're just... Yeah, they're just, look, they got a million different quotas they have to meet. They got a farmer rep that's coming in and giving them gifts for subscribing you a bunch of terrible shit. And you have to advocate for yourself. No one else is going to worry about your health like you do. So when you said earlier, you know, they're the experts, that's how we both felt. It was like, well, if they don't know what to do, well, then I guess I'm screwed. I mean, that's kind (laughs) of... That's how you think is like, well, if they're not worried, you tell me what to do, doctor. I'll just do whatever you tell me to do. Give me my bag of meds and I'll just take my bag of meds, you know, instead of really. And I don't know if it was the time of COVID. I don't know if it was like life was hitting and you're just like, God, you know, shit's getting real. I don't know what it was, but something clicked. And I was like, I won't keep living with the mental and the physical damage that I was doing to myself. I knew I was not going to sustain it. And yeah, so everything you're saying, I'm just like, oh my gosh. I mean, no, I didn't know about a lot of this stuff, but I know that you have to do your own research and you have to advocate for yourself and you have to create these habits and healthy lifestyle for yourself because no one else is going to. No one. Yeah, ignorance is no excuse. Like if you get your taxes wrong and you go, well, I was just ignorant, I didn't know, or whatever the fine is. So yeah. And it's the same with your health. And like you're saying, there you cannot give your responsibility to anybody about your health. Right. If the doctor messes up or whoever, you're still responsible. You're still carrying the can, you know? Yeah. And I was, and my ex-wife, her family were doctors. All her friends were doctors. Like the whole community. So I was in a community of doctors for about 15 years. And there's about 300 doctors, GPs, surgeons, all that kind of stuff. Mm. They're all ill. They've all got diabetes, <laughs> high blood pressure, <laughs> Alzheimer's. It's so common in there. And I just thought, oh, that's the human body, right? That's how yeah. it's supposed to be. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be, exactly. Yeah. You're supposed mm. to be, you know, they accept it. So they're mm. all ill. It's just wow. insane. And it's only when I came out of it, I was like, oh, okay. That is not normal. All right. Because <laughs> in there, you don't question it. It's yeah. just, oh, oh, you got diabetes. Well, of course you do. Because it's you inherited it. You inherited it from your parents, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's not 
you didn't inherit from your parents. It's just you ate the same shit as your parents. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's just mm-hmm. terrible habits <laughs> that were instilled and you decided you weren't going to change it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's the same with Indians. You know, like that. I kept hearing, oh, because you're Indian, you're more susceptible to diabetes. It's not because that. We just have really shit food. And we love sugar, like Indians. Like, mm. oh my God, the amount of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I got to tell you, kind of related to the comedian part, when we were hearing in your stand-up comedy that you had an arranged marriage, I was like, oh, I bet that's not true. But it is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's, wow. It happens, yeah. It's just a lot. Wow. I, I mean, I could tell you stories about arranged marriages. It's just, just, it's funny. But yeah, but. Well, huh. So nowadays, now that you, you know, you did your travel and you kind of are, well, no, you're not kind of, you are living your best life health wise. What are you currently doing for your health? I mean, you're still doing like biohacking. Are you still concentrating on all of that? And are you still doing intermittent fasting and like, or fasting or what are you doing currently? One of the things I suffered all my life was like energy moves going up and down, brain fog, not being fast enough. So especially when I'm doing status to end up comedy. I found my brain wasn't quick enough. Do you know, like it was just like everything was throttled down on me. And so I used to take all these nootropics. I don't know if you've heard of it. All these supplements to speak, give you energy. The, yeah. Like modafinil. I don't know if you've heard of modafinil. Yeah. 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 I, I used to take that. <laughs> it's a narcolepsy tablet, right? Yeah. And, uh, but if you give it in small doses to a healthy person, a normal person, it uprates your brain for 12 hours. And the oh. best way to, so in the city, this got exposed as a big thing, but in the city, like loads of people take it, but they don't tell anybody because they don't want their colleagues to know that they have an unfair advantage. So the way I used to do it, if I would, I would wake up at six in the morning, I have a black coffee, and then I'll take like a quarter of modafinil. Mm-hmm. And literally, I'm not kidding, 20 minutes later, zzz, my brain will come <laughs> online and I'll be like, oh, I'm on. Okay, boom. Uh-huh. You know, like, so there's all these, there's ramen in Indian herbs, ginseng, coffee, yeah. you know, like there's all these substances you can take yeah. that just upgrades you, right? Mm-hmm. And your body for whatever number of hours, yeah? Yeah. And for a bit of it and all that. And they used to have that effect on me. But when I started doing intermittent fasting, clean keto, breath work, meditation, yeah. I found that these substances no longer had that effect because mm. I was already upgraded uh, and I was right. already there. And so there's not much further for it to go. Right. So I, all this supplements I used to take to give my brain a boost, mm-hmm. I don't need anymore because it's always there. Yeah. So what I practice now is I'm keto. I just can't stop that. I do intermittent fasting every day. Yeah, you know, I even went down to one meal a day. So mm-hmm. breath work really important. I'll do Wim Hof, Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah. And I also do ice baths. So, but only during winter because summer. What's the point, right? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did now? Did you get the ice bath idea from Wim Hof, or did? Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 So yeah. I've been following Wim Hof for like three or four years. Yeah. And I've been doing the breath work. Like I've done so much of it that I can do it walking down the street, sitting in the cafe, but it doesn't matter. I do it with my exercise. So I've built Wim Hof breathwork into everything. If you're doing clean keto and you're doing some sort of breathwork, some meditation and fasting, those supplements, you don't need, because your brain is already upgraded. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. So keto literally doubles the amount of mitochondria in your body because it doubles the amount of energy flowing through your body. I did know that. I did not oh, know okay. that. So keto is basically using fat, and fat is double the density of carbs. Yeah. So when the body's transferring fat around the body, it can shuttle double the amount. Right. So now your brain, when you're in keto, is getting double the amount of energy. So it's like, well, what am I going to do with that? I'm going to upgrade myself. So every cell in your body has like five, six, three, five, six thousand mitochondria in every cell, right? Except for the heart and the brain. That has like 10 to 15,000 mitochondria. You know the, what mitochondria, right? Yeah. They're the uh, yeah. energy cells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you go keto, you double these because it, all this energy so your so brain it's like when you get into ketosis that happens okay yeah. over time it's not going to happen straight away yeah, yeah but as long as you stay in it uh-huh it'll just operate you so your brain instead of having like 10 or fifteen thousand, could have thirty thousand or twenty five thousand. Right. yeah so literally just gets upgraded like i now go on stage and i never suffer from like brain fog or my brain's not quick enough it's always quick enough <laughs> and when I was normal, my energy levels would be doing that and my moods would be doing that. Yeah. Now it goes up there and it just flatlines at the top. Mm. Just stays there all the, until I mess up. The only problem now I have, like I can't have a cake. I can't have pizza. I can't have chips. Like, if mm. I do, yeah, huh. levels drop. Yeah. Wow. Pick me out of ketosis. So, in so fact, you stay in ketosis. Most of the time. Wow. And for weird. me, the hard part is coming out of ketosis because I've got a ketone meter at home. do not matter what I'm doing. If I test it, I'm always in ketosis. It's just, you it's, have really like biohacked. It's just, it's like, it's my default. Uh-huh. And coming out of it is, is, but to be healthy from what I figured out is my current understanding, doesn't mean I know, right? Is that you should be in ketosis 70, 80% of the time. Uh-huh. But you should also come out of it. So uh-huh. now I make it a point to come out of it and then get uh-huh. back in. The other thing I want to say is that one thing I've learned, and it's a lesson that keeps happening to me, every time I go, oh, by the way, I know. As soon as I do, oh, I've figured this out. I know this. Yep, I know it. As soon as I do that, within a very short period of time, the universe will kick me in some way and go, no, you don't. <laughs> so now it's happened so many times now it's like look i don't know anything or my current understanding or this is what i know at the moment yeah but it could change next week yeah. but next how month. wonderful that you're constantly seeking more knowledge about your health like that is so powerful okay. yeah you know not to be derailed when you don't know everything you just sort of keep but you never know that's the right, problem right. Like, every time i think oh I know this. Within a week, two weeks, it gets blown away. But we're always trying to prove ourselves right. That's true. Yeah. If you start with a false assumption, you're in trouble because now you're going to keep seeing that being proved because that you believe that. That is true. That. Yeah, that's really so true. I do that with all kinds of things. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so. All right. Now I want to ask about this. Like, let's talk about movement, exercise. And I've seen on your Instagram that, you know, some of the things that you do, but what's a daily practice for you for exercise? So for me, I do a tantra yoga. That's a gym 
five, 10 minutes walk is an outdoor gym in the park, right? Uh-huh. So what I did was I bought like a heavy bag. I'll walk it there. I'll work out chin-ups and press-ups and all that kind of stuff. I only do like five, 10, 15, but it's just to get me working. And then I'll yeah. come back, have a shower, and then I'll do some yoga and meditation. You know, And Tantra yoga is amazing. It's like the best personal development program on the planet like i've been part of tony robbins uh-huh yeah, yeah i crewed for him for years so i've done his entire program really crewed, yeah, yeah i've done all of it yeah i've been i've done four fire walks i've even built the fires you know as a crew for him he's amazing he's amazing. yeah yeah but, very mind over matter like you know it's mindset yeah tantra yoga it's levels above that literally it's insane how good it is yeah and it's so well thought out. It's just, it's like a personal development program that was designed thousand years and it's been fine-tuned. You just got to follow it. So it's yoga. It's quite specialized yoga. But what we're using is sensual, erotic, sexual energy because uh-huh. that's the most powerful energy in your body. Right. And it's about learning to harness that, control that, and use that to fuel your personal development. Uh-huh. Transmuting sexual energy. And I, is this something that people like you can just Google it and people practice it everywhere? Is this spe- so yeah, specialized? Yeah. That- I belong to a so I'm a student of Tantra and I'm in my year fourth now. Like that is I so only, interesting. Yeah, it is honestly, it's the most mind blowing thing in the world. I've started a podcast, Life Hacks, because I'm a hacker. Uh-huh. I'm like because I have all these hacks that I do like keto and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Will, other people will have, you know, you might know how to I don't know, sew or make yeah. this thing or whatever in a way that I don't know. So I'm like, okay, what do other people have? Life hacks. Yeah. I could learn. So I started hacks. the podcast. Life hacks. So it's called Life Hacks. Yeah, it's called Life Hacks. Okay. Yeah. When I first started it, all I knew were comedians. So the yeah. first seven, eight people I interviewed were all comedians, but I got bored with them. So I'm now trying to get more interesting people. So, yeah. <laughs> so what okay let's talk about the comedian part so how did that come about was it like a life-altering thing or were you always into comedy or you've performed at some pretty big things so I'm just yeah. curious like how did it get to that point well I was a massive introvert I was very shy zero social skills I would, every 10-15 minutes I have to run off hide in a corner somewhere and you right. know, under a rock mm-hmm. and recharge you know it's like and I didn't I was like I hated that like, man, I'm not doing that for the rest of my life. Right. So then I just kept putting myself in social situations. And at first, right. they were tiring as hell. I hated it. I even got a job at McDonald's so that I'm on till and I'm facing people all the time. And I joined Toastmasters. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not. Oh, you should have seen it. You know, those physical pain. I joined Toastmasters and I was like, I hated being in front of people. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to go to Toastmasters and as I leave my office to go to Toastmasters, I'll get a headache. My back will start hurting. Mm-hmm. My knee would start hurting. Yeah. Like I'll start sweating. My yeah. shoulders yeah. hurting. And like I'm like limping to Toastmasters. <laughs> right? I'm like, why have I got all this pain? You know, like, but I would just ignore it and I would just go. And when mm-hmm. I get there, it'll disappear. Mm. Wow. It's like a That's full cool. body reaction yeah. to your anxiety about it. Yeah. And I remember the first time I went up on stage, they said, oh, Joe Baines, he's going to get him to speak. I went up. And as I was walking up, my heart rate went to 200. 
my legs turned to jelly and I got up on stage, I turned around and my brain just pulled the plug and went to sleep. That was it. And I forgot everything, even my name. So oh, my God. Stood up, <laughs> like dazed for like 20, 30 seconds. Uh-huh. And then I remembered my name. Yeah. I said that and I went and sat down. And it was just like my heart was still pounding. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like, oh, man, i got to get over this. And there's a timekeeper afterwards that comes. And she reads out how long you did. And she comes up and she goes, Joe Baines, 35 seconds. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And I couldn't think on stage. And I like my brain would just shut down. And my mouth would go dry. So I'd Uh have to go up on stage with a bottle of water. Right. So I dragged my ass to the Toastmaster, literally, because my body would just stop working uh-huh. and then get on stage and my brain is shut down. I was like, mm. I don't care. Right. Bottle of water. So I joined three Toastmasters clubs. Uh-huh. Cause I was like, I'm just going to overload this. So I, was yeah. so I joined three Toastmasters and I was just like, get on stage, get on stage. And I just kept doing it. And I think uh-huh. it was like six months later, I was on stage. I was on Thursday. My mouth hadn't dried up and I could uh-huh. think, and I was like, Oh my God. I've conquered it, right? Wow. Then I was like, well, what else can I do? And there was a comedy course. Right. Mm. That's it. I'm going to do that. <laughs> wow. Then I took up stand up. And stand up makes doing public speaking like a walk in the park. I mean, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Well, how long did it take you before you did your first stand up and you were confident, ready to go? What was that time span? Uh, years, decades. Especially if yeah. you're an introvert, you're shy, like, if you're like an actor or you're an extrovert growing up, it's a lot easier. But, well, I guess yeah. we should get to those fast five questions, right? The fast five questions. So, so the first one is swimming near glaciers or hot springs? Hot springs. Okay. Yeah, I've done swimming near glaciers. I don't want to do that. And then number two, soccer or football? Soccer is American football, right? I prefer football. Wait. Football yeah. as in... UK football or yeah, American UK. football? Okay. UK football. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. American football. Okay. Would you rather encounter and try to deal with a vampire or a zombie? A zombie, definitely. They're slow. <laughs> they're dead. You just put their head off. <laughs> okay. Go for a run or relax in a hammock? I'd definitely go for a run on that one. Okay. I enjoy running. I enjoy running, yeah. Ketchup or mustard? Mustard, definitely. Okay. okay. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay. I grew up on ketchup, but I actually grew up on both. But ketchup has a lot of sugar in it. Uh huh. Uh, it does. Yeah. Okay. And this is the question that we ask everyone is what does a life well lived mean to you? A life well lived is where you live on your own terms, where you're not trying to follow somebody else's path, right? mm-hmm. even if you've just failed all the way along. As long as I'm following me as where you are the leader and you're leading yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether it ends up in some rubbish place or in a good place. But you took yourself there. And where you live authentically and you follow your own path. That's, I think. Because <laughs> there's so many other variables that anything more than that, I think, you to restrict yourself. So it's just being yourself. 
I think that's, I like that. Yeah. I do too. Mm-hmm. I do too. Tell our, our audience where they can find you. And we're going to link all of these in the show notes. I know you talked about the podcast and all of the ways that they can get linked up to you. Yeah. So I'm, I've got a couple of hashtags, effortless biohacking, Joe Bain's comedy. If you just type that in Google, you'll find me or YouTube anywhere. Effortless because, you know, effortless biohacking, because if, for example, if you love cake and I put cake in front of you, you'd have no effort in eating it, right? Because you just, you know, so if you love something, it's no effort. So if you just Ah. reframe whatever you want to do into, oh, I love yoga or I love eating healthy, then that becomes effortless. So, And then biohacking, because it's just about optimizing whatever you do to get the maximum results for the time and effort invested. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was, I feel like we have to have a second one at some point. We'll do one <laughs> like, on psychedelics. Yes. Or, or Tantra or both. Yeah. We've opened a lot of doors. We yeah. have. Yeah. We have. Oh. Thank you so uh-huh. much for being here with us. Yeah, this is thank amazing. You. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. Really. Yeah. yeah. We, we have, have too. too. Wow. That was really something. I don't think we've ever really talked to somebody who was quite that end of things, the biohacking. That was really interesting. Yeah you have to totally respect someone who was able to turn their mindset around. I mean, look, everyone we talked to were so interested in mindset, but with Joe, it was like, you know, a lot of people would have been told, okay, you have type two diabetes. Look, even the doctors were like, well, we can't help you. We can't do anything, (laughs) but still he didn't even give up. I don't even know that I would have had that. If a doctor told me, look, we don't have anything else. You're just, you know, we can throw some meds at this, but that's kind of it. But I don't know that I would have been able to, I don't know how something click or I don't know. I say that, but I have had something click in my head and turn things around. So maybe, I don't know. We don't know how we would be until we were in a situation. Well, yeah, it's not the most encouraging thing in the world when the doctors say that. And most take doctors word, you know, as authority. So a lot would probably say, oh, well, is what it is. I'll just you know do what i keep doing what i'm doing and not try but no he totally had an epiphany and like he was gonna take a hold of this thing on his own and he did yeah really a unique story you know it's like the episode we did about advocating for your health and how important it is for you to advocate for yourself you know yeah this was a prime example of that if you haven't heard that episode we highly encourage you to go listen to it it'll be beneficial for you and your loved ones oh indeed yeah (laughs) well we did it joe we did it (laughs) if this episode resonated with you or if you know someone who would benefit from joe's story or any of the information that he shared please share it with a friend screenshot it Put it on social media, tag us, tag Joe, you know, give it some love. Sharing is caring, friends. As always, you can find us at arneradventures.com on Instagram at arneradventures, also linked in the show notes. So until next time, enjoy the journey that you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>